Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette. For all your pop culture needs, we're America's Podcast. Welcome, everyone. As always, I'm Nicholas. I'm joined by, well, dead on the inside, but finding new poop stickers, Justin. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> sounds about right. And super salty, but yet still here anyway, Jeremy. Hey, guess who I am? <laughs> the Packers. Uh, Tom Brady? Nope. Tom Brady <laughs> almost came back. He had nothing to do with that loss. Uh, I said neither did Rogers. Oh, well, you know, uh, I, I would. I we need to give Justin credit for for exactly what he's been saying since almost week one of the season. Uh, since they made that hire, that uh, I, I believe actually the t- the one time that the three of us got together to watch a Packer game this year, Justin looked at us and said. If they don't fix the special teams and get rid of that guy, he's going to cost us in the playoffs. I did. I said, leave him there. Whichever and, game that was, I said, leave him in that city. Yeah, I don't remember what game it was. But, man, did you call it? Because it not only uh, did cost the Packers, but it cost them in the playoffs, just like you said it would. <laughs> yes, yeah, like I know a thing or two. Yeah, uh-huh. all right. Well, <laughs> if, if they had the – the worst special teams in the league last season. So they fired their special teams coach. Why would you promote his assistant as your new coach? Mm-hmm. It's all the same, same scheme, same everything. And you think it's going to change just because it's a new voice. Shit it runs is, downhill, bro. It ah. is a, it is an important statement that you just made, but you know, I mean, as I'll, an owner, as I'll, an owner, I'll say I'll bring that up. You at need the to, next, at the you next need to bring that meeting. up. <laughs> when they call me for the end of this season, you know, stuff for the owners, I'll bring that up. Yeah. So, all right. Well, then let's let's get to something way more important. Okay. Um, a big announcement was made. Well, okay. First off, we we have to handle a bit of a mea culpa on our part. Oh, more, yeah. <laughs> more, more my part than than you two because. So last week we said the Moon Knight trailer is coming, and it it's gonna be the suit. It's gonna be released for the Super Bowl. Marvel apparently was like, "Ha fuck you guys! We heard what you said, and released it literally the next day." Uh, <laughs> let's let's make a liar out of you. Almost, yeah. almost like less than twenty four hours after we recorded the episode. <laughs> Damn it, Marvel! Make us uh, look like a bunch of clowns. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. But well, what I don't understand was uh, why would Marvel do that to us? Because uh, we are a very Marvel friendly podcast. That's true. Were like we I, talk? Were we talking up DC? Yeah, we were. We were talking up Peacemaker. Oh, oh that is true. Mm-hmm. We did talk up Peacemaker. Apparently, 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 we we had an unspoken rule with Marvel, and we should always bash the competition. 
Uh, <laughs> and they were like, nope. Oh, you DC finally did something you like? Oh, well, then you're a liar. Oh! Damn you. <laughs> Which are, did you catch up with Peacemaker yet? No. No. Well, I, got a lot. I didn't have that much going on, but yeah, just didn't do it. Okay, because there there was a, a uh, there was a pretty funny joke point that Peacemaker made that I wanted to bring up, but go we'll, for it. We'll, I don't, I don't okay. care about spoilers. Uh, well, it's not really a spoiler. Apparently, DC was very mad at the James Gunn for uh, Peacemaker saying Batman was a pussy. Oh, really? <laughs> for not killing because because he goes how many people would still be alive if batman would just kill one of his rogue gallery (laughs) um to watch uh we had a very interesting conversation in my house about how peacemaker was probably right yeah Mm -hmm. of like how many people would how many people would be suing batman because he would he just Mm -hmm. never killed the joker or two face or yeah, you just eliminate one of them and the rest will be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't mess with this guy. But then we also decided that the uh, sheer amount of lawsuits against the Arkham Asylum for continually letting these people out of the prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a place that definitely needs a staffing change. <laughs> yeah. And it needs an overhaul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is true because, I mean, they that is just... A revolving, a revolving door, which is not necessarily what you want in a prison. Maybe, maybe the Packers can find a new special teams coordinator there. <laughs> Could do got, any worse. Yeah. I gotta say, he he's got to be better than whoever it was they hired this year. Drayton. Uh, All not, right. Not calling him out or anything. <laughs> All right. Well, let's try to move on to something a little happier, a little more exciting. Some Tom Brady things. is out of the playoffs. Okay. Fuck you guys. <laughs> going to make the Super Bowl at least watchable. We uh, don't like it. We don't like ah, Fuck it. I've already did that whole spiel when the wikes were, weren't rolling. <laughs> Just go on. Um, all right. Anyway, well, no, I was going to say is as exciting as that is, because, I mean, it is exciting. There is a little announcement that was made this week that they are making a Weird Al biopic. <laughs> yeah hell yeah did either yeah. of you see did either of you see this announcement yes I did. okay all right so we, we all seen look at that i mean i'll, obviously... I'll make it i'll make a note of it <laughs> um so all right how do we feel about the casting daniel radcliffe as weird al weird al <laughs> i don't know it's gonna be i don't know Intrigued. It's really hard to picture. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you throw a wig on him and you know a pair of glasses, and he can probably pull it off. I mean, that's true. I mean, look at that Halloween costume that Paul Rudd did of Weird Al. Even he looked like my, Weird Al. <laughs> my my <laughs> first thought though was, why not Paul Rudd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not him? <laughs> yeah. Although, although at this point, I wonder if Paul Rudd isn't a little more expensive and harder to get than Daniel Radcliffe. Even though Daniel Radcliffe was Harry Potter, he hasn't exactly done anything since. Well, that's because he's got that Harry Potter money. He gets these weird things, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. That is true. He, I mean, He, he doesn't did do need that. the money. He did do that weird farting corpse movie. 
Did you see that? Swiss Army no. Man? <laughs> no, I, I didn't see it. I know we talked about it, but I, I didn't see it. Well, what was that? That was what, Swiss Army Man? Yeah. I, I think believe. so, yeah. And then Guns Akimbo. Which is on my is on a list somewhere for me to watch. I just don't remember what streaming service it's on. I, I think it's on HBO it's, Max. Okay. Well, well, it was it was on Prime. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe yeah. Guns, I, I, Guns Akimbo's on Prime. That's another I keep, one I, I say you should check out. I keep meaning to watch it. it. It looks pretty funny, but I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Harry, he's got the Harry Potter money, so he's just like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. Same with uh, Elijah Wood. He's got that Lord of the Rings money. He does some pretty weird things now too. Yeah, that is true. He does do some really weird stuff. But uh, all right, the one thing I couldn't figure out though is that um, Roku is doing it. Does that mean it's going exclusively to the Roku channel? Or are they doing it like where for wide relief it's just going to be a Roku production? Hmm. Like none of the articles were very clear about that. It's a good question. Yeah. Has a Roku thing ever been distributed widely? Or is this the first time that Roku's even done this? I mean, Roku bought all of... uh, what was that? Quidjibo or oh, Quibi? Quibi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Roku bought Quibi and rebranded everything as Roku Original. Mm-hmm. I think that they've made like continued a couple of those seasons, but I don't know if Roku has really done much of anything of their own original wise. Hmm. Like so, this I mean that's a pretty big jump to go, you know, first step out of the gate. Yeah. I just hope it's good. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want awards and all documentary. I just want it to be, you know, funny. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it could be, I mean, cause Weird Al has not exactly been a, uh, a hot pocket of controversy through, <laughs> through his, his career. I mean, his, I mean, some of the biggest controversy ever was like when Coolio was mad about uh, Amish Paradise. Yeah. And then, and then Coolio has since been like, yeah, I was wrong for, for being mad about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't weird out to also get a like permission from a lot of the people before he even parodies them. Well, that's why there's like Weird Al always wanted to do a Prince song, but Prince would never give him permission. Now, technically, Weird Al doesn't need permission to do any of the songs yeah because um, it's, it's a parody yeah it's a parody it's fair you know fair use law but you know weird al decided very early in his career that he didn't want he wanted to be in a position where he never had to worry about somebody like coming after him or, or making his life miserable or you know being angry at him so he made sure that he always had permission yeah. which is where like after like two uh, Michael Jackson songs, Michael Jackson didn't give them permission for like a third because people, he, Michael Jackson was like, your songs are almost more popular than mine. And I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he said it quite that masculinely, but <laughs> well, probably not. Al, you're ignorant. I like but, that um, story where he asked Kurt Cobain permission and he's like, it's not going to be about food. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, be a, no, it's about how people can't understand you. Brilliant. Do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I understand that the some of the Red Hot Chili Peppers were a little upset about the one he did for the Flint, the Under the Bridge and the Flintstones parody. Mm. But I guess like most of the Red Hot Chili Peppers were like, no, we love it. And then I think it was just Flea or somebody who was like, ah, but you know, whatever. Probably just because everyone else liked it. I had to be like, well, I don't. But, and then there's Prince. But I mean, if you want to hear a story about how weird Prince is, go look up. I think it's either the, an evening with Kevin Smith one or an evening with Kevin Smith two, where Kevin Smith has a whole long story about making a documentary for Prince that we'll probably never see the light of day even now the prince has passed on. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a shame. <laughs> so, I mean, and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try to retell it um, because I, I can't retell it near as colorfully as Kevin Smith can. And I'm sure I don't remember all of the details, but look that up. Uh, do, you know, if, if you want to hear just how crazy Prince is. Yeah. But basically, uh, we're all on board with Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al in a biopic. Why not? All yeah. right. Which I thought was kind of, kind of, uh, you know, hey, they're they've announced they're doing it, and and not too long from now, uh, Pop Culture Roulette is going to go see Weird Al. Oh yeah, uh, that reminds me. I got to pay you after this. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even bring it up because of that. We should, uh, <laughs> we should ask him how he feels about it. We should we should start a campaign to try to get him on the show. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Weird Al. Oh, I would say yeah, either of them is fine. Or Daniel Reg. I would take both of them. Hopefully yeah. not at the same time because I I'm gonna fanboy out over both of them. Probably more over uh, over Weird Al than Daniel Radcliffe. But you know I got I, I, I think that's fair. Weird Al is part of the part of our childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I, all right. I mean. We'll probably go over it again because, uh, you know, when we go see Weird Al, we'll probably do a whole episode based just on Weird Al. But when I was in elementary school, I lived in Memphis. I remember distinctly going to a yard sale and being some somebody in the yard sale had a Weird Al cassette tape for sale for like 50 cents. And like running home and getting 50 cents and running back to the yard sale because it was in the neighborhood and buying that tape and then just proceeding to wear that tape out and listen to it repeatedly over and over and over again. Nice. So if that, I think it was off the deep end. I believe that was the, the weird owl. I mean, it was one of the first weird albums. It wasn't the first one, but it, it was, it was a long time ago. If that tells you, I think the first one that I got introduced to was uh, the Bad Hair Day album. I think that was the name of it. But anyway. Okay, here we go. Weird Al albums. Um, it probably would have been... Oh, it might have been actually even worse, the, the Michael Jackson one. Or it could have been Polka Party from 86. Because Off the Deep End was 92. So I was definitely already a Weird Al. Uh, Bad Hair Day was 96. Okay, yeah, that might have been on the timeline. Uh, Dare to be Stupid in 85. It might have been Dare to be Stupid, actually. Or Weird Al in 3D. I don't know. It was a long time ago because I'm old. Facts. 
All right. Anyway. Okay. So uh, I'm going to need Jeremy to step in and, and try to explain this story a little bit more. Cause I know at least I hope he, he can uh, tell us how cool or how bad this is. Xbox bought, bought Activision Blizzard. Oh yeah. I mean, they just want that sweet, sweet call of duty money. <laughs> That's all it really comes down to. I think. Is that Blizzard also uh, World of Warcraft? Well, yeah, and Overwatch and um, that weird uh, game that a bunch of Koreans play, <laughs> League of Legends. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, Blizzard, Blizzard is more of the, like, the phone game stuff or computer game stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Activision is, I wonder if we'll get to see uh, some more Guitar Hero shit now since they have more resources like Activision was responsible for all those guitar hero game ba- games back in the day. So it'd be interesting to see if that comes out of this, but really I think they just want to acquire more properties and uh, I don't think it's going to taint anything. I think it'll be business as usual for everything. No, I know a lot of people were saying, Oh my God, all these games are going to go Xbox exclusive. And I'm like, yeah, I doubt it. Because right. Xbox doesn't, Xbox won't want to cut off that much of their revenue source. Yeah. yeah, they get a lot with Call of Duty being cross-platform between PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. So and I, I wonder, if, I wonder if we might actually see more of that now. I would, yeah, that almost makes me think we might see more cross-platform. Maybe they'll start cross-platforming more stuff. It would be nice. Yeah, which they should for most of it, anyways. I don't get what's so hard about doing that. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if they can do it with Call of Duty, they can do it with Madden and I think other sports games. Right right now, the only two I know of is uh, Call of Duty and Rocket League that are cross-platform. And I know... Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think there might be some smaller games here or there, but I don't don't really know. Overwatch does it now. Oh. that's pretty recent update that they introduced. But you're 100% right. Like, there's no reason that Madden shouldn't be cross-platform because it's not like the PlayStation can do anything that, that Madden can't, you know? Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, not, not, PlayStation doesn't have, like, an extra button that, you know, for some reason Xbox doesn't. I mean, it's just... Yeah, or, or same with PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I, I, yeah, I feel I feel like me and Jeremy would be playing more frequently if that's the case. Definitely. Um, I'm not a PC gamer at all. I have no intention of ever becoming a PC gamer. I know, Jeremy, you do a fair amount of PC gaming. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot of people think that you couldn't cross-platform with PC game because that would give the PC gamer an unfair advantage. Hey, all I got to say to that is get good. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would it would it be an unfair advantage for the PC gamer over? Uh, over... Uh-huh. It shouldn't be. I mean, no. if if that's, I, oh, go ahead, I was, Justin. I was gonna say I play Call of Duty with Lars, and he uses PC and I use PlayStation, and I can definitely tell there's not a advantage between the two of us. The advantage he might have is he's got three screens set up, so he's got a wider field of vision, so he can see more. But 
outside of that, I don't really think that's much of an advantage. And there'd be no way to do like a three screen setup for a PlayStation, would it? I mean, I if there is, I wouldn't know how to do it. Yeah. Or could I probably get away with putting three big screens in the in the living room as much as I want to? I mean, you could just say this is my house. <laughs> yeah, not, not not doing that. Um. All right. You know, last week was so seamless in in being able to to move to the next week's story, and this week I'm I'm struggling to to find the segues. Um, King of the Hill, fan? Yes, no. Oh yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. Coming back. Sweet. Mike Judge, Greg Garcia. I I believe those were the two guys. Um, now the what I haven't. They are the people who were responsible for it in the first place. They're the ones bringing it back. All of the articles that I was reading about it, none of them say whether or not they're just going to pick the story up where it left off 20 years ago, whether they're going to advance the story, if they're just going to redo the whole thing and, mm-hmm. and start over from the beginning. Like they, All it said is King of the Hill is being re. They kept saying rebooted, but that's because people don't know the difference between reboot, sequel, or remake. Uh, I I would like to see him pick it up 20 years later, maybe with Bobby as the adult. Maybe he has his own kid, and you know, Hank could be the grandpa. And... Now, do you shoot Hank's knees off so that he walks uh, around? And <laughs> uh, all. I don't know if what the whole story would be with Cotton if he'd still be alive. I got to imagine he you'd have to kill him off in today's day and age anyway, but <laughs> yeah, it depends on what network it's on. Yeah, that, that was not, it was not clear as to whether or not that was coming back on, on a Fox network or they were bringing it back somewhere else, but yeah, I'd say pick it up, pick it up in the present time. Let Bob, maybe Bobby's the, the focal point this time. Did Bobby marry what's her name? Or do you like? Uh, that's not for me to decide. I'm not the creator of the show. Well, I mean, but right now you're the one creating where they're bringing it back. So you get to say that. I would probably, just, I can't remember what her name is. Or does, does she get with Johnny Redcorn? And, or was that his name? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> or was that his dad's name? I don't know. It's been like years. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) It used Uh, to be on all the time in my house. It was one of those go to sleep shows because Adult Swim aired it for like an hour every every night. Yeah. They don't show it anymore, do they? I don't really see it on there. I don't really know. It's on once in a while on Hulu. I don't know exactly what channel it's on there. I think Hulu actually has it all if you wanted to binge it. But because because uh, Bobby was friends with the the Laotian girl, yeah, and the the guy the Indian boy who clearly was not uh, where Dale's kid. Yeah, was clearly not Dale's kid. It was clearly, and I want to say that's where I can't remember if his real father was Johnny Redcorn or he was Johnny. I don't. I remember. think his name was Johnny. Okay. I think they just refer to the other guy as Chief Redcorn. Oh, I, I don't remember. I don't know. 
there's not really a whole lot I remember. I, there's a couple bits and pieces of episodes like the self-defense class Bobby takes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know I watched it a lot at the beginning, but as the show went on, I just I kind of. That's la- that's later on, isn't it, Jeremy? Yeah, I think so. The, the I don't know you. <laughs> that's my purse. I don't know you, and then kicking the crotch. <laughs> uh, yeah, later uh, on, when when Tom Petty became a regular cast member, I think I had already stopped watching it. I remember what Chuck Mangione living in the superstore. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Only reason I know who Chuck Mangione is is because of that show. Absolutely, that is also the only reason I know who he is. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I was French actually flu or whatever it is. I think I was actually surprised to learn that Chuck Mangione was a real person. <laughs> I thought I, it was just. Some... I said I've come across Chuck Mangione albums at like Goodwill and thrift stores, and I've been like, do I want to really get this? I was at that thrift store in uh, Waterford a couple oh, weeks ago. St. Vinny's? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had a Burt Camphor 8-track. And I went, huh, Burt Camphor's a real thing. I thought Bare Naked Ladies were just saying a name. Like, <laughs> huh, who knew? Yeah, learn something new every day. Huh. But, Yeah. But uh, so basically, what we're saying is that we are on board with with King of the Hill reboot or remake or sequel, whatever it ends up being. Uh, I uh, think right. it depends on what to do with it. If they're just gonna redo the whole show, maybe not. If they pick it up twenty years later, I think I'd be more interested with Bobby as the adult. Because isn't Luann, wasn't she voiced by Brittany Murphy? Yeah. Like, oh. how, how do they do that? Do they write her out? She moved away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She was such an important part of the show. Yeah. I... Like, just, just reference her? Well, if they do age them up, it would be easier to recast the voice then. Because you'd be like, oh, her voice is going to change a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She got into smoking and it sounds <laughs> like this. I don't know. Oh, it's my purse. I don't know you. Okay. Uh, it seems now uh, it is unfortunate timing because uh, we will be taking that. Well, we won't be taking a break, but we won't have a regular episode. Uh, but F- uh, AGT Extreme is scheduled to actually air uh, February 21st. Oh man. Which like means, that in the notebook. Which means that first episode with we would do a recap on will more than likely be an interview series uh show instead of but we'll catch back up on that next week. It's about time they finally show that show. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had that accident, so they kind of pushed back for a little bit. And I guess they were filming in Atlanta and then after the accident they moved everything to LA so mm. but same judges be, uh no because well the the same because I know the last time we talked about it we announced who the judges were oh yeah Travis Pastrana oh yeah I forgot about this Travis Pastrana and Nikki Bella yeah I think so and all right and, and Simon and Simon all right. Any, anything to line his pocketbook, okay? I mean that. 
I um, feel like anything that says got talent after it automatically lines his pocketbook. Yeah. So if it says got talent, he's got to appear on it. Right, Basically, you're, you're saying. So we'll just be like I, pop culture roulette's got talent. And Simon is just going to show up in this Zoom call. What's going on, boys? <laughs> uh, I'd have him on as a guest. Absolutely. Pretty sure there's well, most people we'd have on as a guest. I don't know. We have a very short list of the not allowed. Uh, that is true. I mean, I know we we no, because we said we would even take what's his name, Seth Seth Word on, but yeah, no promises that we'd actually be nice to him. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we'd take anybody on. I mean, it's just not sure it'd be good for them to get bashed by us. <laughs> All right. All right, who who wouldn't we allow on? I don't know. I, I'd be like, I don't care who's on. I, I, mean, give every, I give everyone a chance. What did you say the guy's name was? Drayton? Uh, Maurice Drayton, the special yeah. teams coordinator. Special teams coordinator. He's like, oh, I really love uh, movies and like TV shows. I want to be a guest on your show. Uh, bring him on. Bring him on. I'll just say, I got, what the I, fuck? I got some questions for that guy. <laughs> All I right. mean, he, do, he does work for me. That's that right. true. See if you can't make that happen then. All right. I'll send a strongly worded email for his resignation. Hopefully, I have a feeling he might have a, some free time coming up soon. He if all goes have, to plan. He better have some free time coming up here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Parking cars. Um, I, I'm going to be curious to see because we had talked about during the last season of AGT how some of the extreme acts were actually getting kind of boring so I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see how we handle like an entire one dedicated just to extreme acts or if it's going to be some of the crazier extreme acts that are a little bit more fun to watch like you know putting spikes up each other's noses and hitting, you know, watermelons off your head with hammers. <laughs> yeah. I like to see that. Or if it's just going to be a bunch of escape artists where we're like, we know you're going to get out. Well, not you. Cause we know what happened to you. Everyone else. <laughs> That's true. I mean, are they going to be planning on doing a live portion of this at some point later on? I don't know. Because that would be interesting. Because then yeah. someone could really get hurt live. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, I, the other thing I wonder is if I, because I don't, he didn't die. He was just injured. Mm-hmm. Are they going to show us that act? You know, are they going to be like, yeah, we're not showing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good question. I don't know. Uh, if they this want ratings, <laughs> they should show, show it. it. Yeah. Well, all right then. Um, here's some crazy news because, uh, well, as much as Jeremy loves talking about Halloween, this podcast apparently loves talking about Christmas. <laughs> Christmas okay. story. Oh. An official. All right. So there has been a sequel to Christmas story. Christmas Story 2. Right. Which pretty much everybody <laughs> ignores and doesn't acknowledge actually exists. They are or, doing... Or, or both of them. Or 
they are going to do an official sequel with Peter Billingsley called A Christmas Story Christmas. What about that summer one? Summer Story. I believe uh, that is also one that they don't acknowledge. (laughs) At least that one. Didn't that actually have the uh, narrator guy come back? the, The author? Yeah, and I think Bob Clark actually directed it. Oh, okay. But I don't believe there was a single cast member from the <laughs> like, or maybe like one of the teachers was the same. But like, <laughs> yeah, they replaced Peter Billingsley with I don't know one some other kid like Kieran Culkin, I think <laughs> the dad with Charles Grodin. And, hmm. But yeah, it was one of those like I saw a couple minutes of it on TV once, and I was like, uh. I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually going to, I had, I I had a bunch of notes that I wrote down because I wanted to talk about it. Having it actually be having Peter Billingsley back as the adult, like he's going to be the father reprising, you know, his, his role from the movie. Um, so they're, they're going to call it a true sequel. Cause that one was set in the fifties. So I think they're going to set this one in the seventies or, or the early eighties. So like, he's going to be grown up and have a family of his own kind of thing. Um, he's also producing it, which apparently Vince Vaughn and him own a production company together called wild West production, wild West picture show productions. Hmm. Um, and so they're producing it. So I'm wondering if it uh, – I'm kind of curious, honestly. I mean, I love – I mean, part of me says that this is a movie that I, is just – it is what it is and it shouldn't be touched. But another part of me says that, you know, maybe having the people who were actually involved in the original movie, those, those ones that are still actually alive anyway. Right. Um, Maybe, you know, so we can completely ignore the fake ones that, you know, we can now just be like, they don't exist. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess since it's already been tampered with and merchandised like fucking crazy, they might as well go for it at this point. What do they have to lose? I'm curious. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, you know, I know a couple years ago or because I know it's been. Uh, you know, oh, in the last decade or less since Christmas Story 2 came out and I saw the trailer for it and I was like, eh, I probably should watch it because I love the first one, but like, I just never did. Now that there's going to be a real sequel, I can continue to never watch A Christmas Story 2. Yeah. But uh, so uh, what I'm gathering from both. Well, Justin, that means you're going to have to watch this movie at some point. No, no, thanks. (laughs) The streak is strong. I'm going to keep going with it. Uh, I'm going to come to your house and tie you to a chair and make you watch it. I'm going to hold your eyes open like Clockwork Orange style. (laughs) I don't know why you won't watch this movie. It's such a good movie. It won the bracket challenge. Yeah. Same reason I don't watch Titanic or uh, Avatar. I just don't. Yeah, but okay, those well, movies t- are garbage compared to the Christmas <laughs> story. 
Titanic is a garbage movie. I'll give you that. But Avatar is okay. Avatar, Avatar is okay, but it's it certainly live, live action be- Fern Gully. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be super reductive, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but speak. Oh, oh. I'm going to ruin it by saying, here's a segue. Mm. Speaking of sequels we didn't ask for and are probably entirely too late, uh, Chicken Run. Okay. <laughs> uh, why? Didn't see the first one. Never will. Going to take a stance like Justin on this. Never going to watch Chicken Run in my life. <laughs> okay. That seems like it seems like such a weird arbitrary <laughs> stance. <Yeah. laughs> like it's it's every bit as weird and arbitrary as like justin refusing to watch christmas story well see i want to be opinionated but i don't want to ruin my brand so i'm gonna start being really opinionated on things that are very like (laughs) who cares with (laughs) okay because it's not like chicken run like now i will say at least your stance is a little more on i wouldn't say understandable but at least like a little less ridiculous because chicken run isn't exactly like this uh like super highly thought of like holiday classic that everybody calls one of the if not the greatest christmas movie of all time right yeah chicken run is just this like clay stop motion ardman picture that apparently uh so neither of you saw this movie i've seen chicken run okay you've seen chicken run okay um, but yeah, so like 20 years later, after this movie's come out, they're gonna do a sequel. Yeah, I don't understand why it needs a sequel. Yeah, um, they're replacing Mel Gibson with Zach Levi. What? Come on, they already ruined the movie. Um, but you know, the same people because it was done by the same people who do Wallace and Gromit. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a funny movie. I don't know if I've seen it since I saw it the first time. All right. I like the wording. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I was like, they're like, yeah, uh, Netflix is going to do a sequel. And my first thought was why? Yeah. Yeah. But see, now it seems unnecessary. I thought maybe being how much younger both of you are than I am, maybe that would have been in in a kind of maybe more of a sweet spot for you two. But I didn't realize that Jeremy had a anti <laughs> anti chicken. chicken. Maybe it's just chicken movies in general. He doesn't an, anti chicken movie uh, platform. It might be. It might be something about chickens. Is it like movies about chickens? Is it movies about running? The thought of chickens running. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Everything. We we can test the running theory. Have you seen Running Man? I have seen Running Man. Okay, okay so Fo- it, Forrest Gump. Okay. I've seen Forrest Gump. Any okay. Tom Cruise movie. Uh, yes, I've seen Run, Fat Boy, Run with Simon Pegg. Okay, so, like, it's, so not it's, running. Not, it's, it's not, not running. It's not running. It's the chicken then. It's, it's the chickens. Okay. Okay. What? Let me, let's think about other movies. Chicken about Little. Chickens. I haven't seen Chicken Little. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I think we've now Poultry Geist. Well, that's think, okay. All right, yeah. I'll say it's no got, for the sake of chicken and this chicken, joke alive. 
chickens in the title of the movie. Yeah, I say I I can only think of that. You've named the two I can think of: Chicken Little and Chicken Run. So let's see what I got. Well, Chicken Run came out in two thousand. Two thousand. So I I was in college. Why would I go see that movie? Uh, I don't know. I know I did. I went and saw it in the theaters. I thought it was hilarious, but I would have been like eight. So that nine. would have been that would have been right up your alley. Eight or nine. That would have been like that's that's who that movie was aimed at. Not a twenty-two-year-old. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Just went under the uh, radar. <laughs> I mean, well, all right, I will say you could have some sort of like, you know, and I know you don't have it, but you could be like, oh, Mel Gibson, you know. Nah, he's all right in my book. You know, <laughs> I don't know what the big deal is. You call, you go on one anti-Semitic rant and suddenly the world turns its back on you. <laughs> uh, so I just looked up the best movies with chicken in the title. Okay. We got Chicken Little. Jeremy said no. No. Uh, number two is called Porn and Chicken. I might have stumbled across that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Holy Chicken of Life and Music. Okay. Chicken Soup 2. Which would imply the, there's a Chicken Soup 1. Uh, the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Okay, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. That's a Don Knotts movie, That's Don Knotts. I've seen that one. Okay. That's top five. Six is Chicken Run. Max is Chocolate Chicken. Chick, chicken Chaser. Chicken. Chicken is Barefoot. Those are the top ten. Never heard of any oh. of these. I mean, okay, so I've I've only ever heard of like three of them. Three. <laughs> yeah. All okay. Right. So, yeah, so Jeremy just arbitrarily decided that he refuses to watch movies with Chicken in the title. Got it. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. he's like right. he, he's like I ain't no chicken. <laughs> now right. what if they? Now what if we swing it back around and Daniel Radcliffe plays Colonel Sanders in a <laughs> Colonel Sanders biopic? Uh, I mean, depends what it's called. Yeah, chicken is in the title. Uh, I might have to recon- I love KFC though, so uh, it might it might uh, open the floodgates and bring me back on board with chicken movies. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly surprised they've never done a, a Colonel Sanders movie. Uh, yeah, it's a our, our, fascinating story. It or it's impossible that his story is just so boring that people are like, we can't make a movie. What it, did he it, have a shootout with a rival chicken owner? I mean, how boring could that be? I don't. Yeah, right. If he did, then yes, we need to make a movie about it. Those uh those KFC commercials where they kept switching Colonel Sanders. Yep. Yeah. That's that's how they should do the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll be like this is Jim Gaffigan. This is <laughs> whoever else was in there. Each act then, is just. Yeah, they'll act. just it'll just randomly be a different Colonel Sanders actor. One one scene it's uh, Jim Gaffigan. The next scene it's Tracy Morgan. The next scene it's Reva McIntyre. Then it exact, goes back. Exactly. Then it's John Hamm. Then it's. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did you see that Apple TV commercial with John Hamm? Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, where he's like, oh, like everybody's in this Apple TV thing but me. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, okay. All right. Let's see. Well, Mission Impossible 7, since you brought up Tom Cruise. I'm in. I don't even know what it's about, but I'm in. It has been pushed again. Ah, balls. All right. See if you can follow me on this one. It was originally supposed to come out July 23rd, 2021. All right. That's in the past. It is in the past. <laughs> and then it was supposed to come out November 19th, 2021. That's also in the past. In the past. <laughs> then it was supposed to come out May 27th, 2022. That's in the future. Future. <laughs> Then it was supposed to come out September 30th of 2022. Still in the future. Mm -hmm. Now they have pushed it back to July 14th, 2023. Oh my God. Good Lord. Does it scare you at all? I think think we established with the last one where it doesn't. <laughs> things get postponed. I'm just like, I don't care. Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I know with Morbius, part of well, that does actually bother me. It concerned me a, a little bit. I understand with the first couple of dates, it was a re- the Mission Impossible were supposed to come out. They lost it because they couldn't film finish filming at the time uh, because the whole world shut down. Uh, and and they were having a hard time, you know. They couldn't they couldn't film. But now I just it feels like they're pushing it back because they're I don't know if they're having a hard time getting everybody back on set or when is the newest release date? Um, it's July July fourteenth, twenty twenty three. Oh, I was wondering if they wanted to try maybe push for like a holiday thing. Fourth of July. Maybe I mean, they can would, have bigger box office numbers. You would think if you, you originally went September 30th, if you wanted bigger box office, you push it back to like December or something, you know, do a Christmas release for that kind of movie. Cause that, you know, Mission like, Impossible, a Christmas movie? No, I mean, it's not a Christmas movie, but I mean, gotta do, get the presents delivered. I mean, you, you do have, you do tend to have a, a bigger budget movie get released on or around Christmas as kind of like the, ooh, you know. So, but, I mean, they pushed it back even. I mean, that's, so by the time it comes out, being that it was supposed to come out July 23rd of 2021, it's going to be almost two years, almost exactly two years after it was supposed to come out. Well, We'll see if we even have theaters still by then. Seems like all these straights like HBO and I don't know. I don't know how theaters are doing right now. Do we have the numbers on that? No, but I mean, every week when when you hear the... Are theaters still profitable? I mean, I'm guessing if there's any mom and pop theaters, those guys are struggling, but Marcus is probably doing okay. It's that popcorn money, I tell you. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's definitely part of it. Um, but I mean, a movie theater chain like Marcus or AMC or somebody like that, that, you know, can defer cost over many locations instead of just trying to buy a print for one screen, I'm sure can can go a long way. But I mean, because when, when you hear about 
I mean, now granted, Spider Man made those movie theaters a lot of money. But every week when you hear the, you know, oh, this movie made, you know, this much money, and you're like, it was number one at the box office with six million dollars, and you're like, good lord, like that's 1980 money, like 1985 money, not, yeah. you know, 2022 money. Like that's so, I mean, yeah, you're right. It does. I, I hope that movie theaters come back. I hope with the rest of the world making some of the pronouncements that they've made this week that we are, are not going to be too far behind them where we just go, the world is open. Let's go try to pretend. Let's try to pretend like this is all normal again, that we can go back to the movies. I mean, I've still gone to the movies since then. Yeah, so, so have I. I. I haven't stopped. Yeah. But speaking, speaking about going back to movies and really testing your patience with movies, the Batman, mm. the, the next the next Batman movie coming out. Uh, Matt Reeves and Shiny Vampires will. <laughs> good old Robert Pattinson will be taking over, and I I mean I'm gonna make fun of Robert Pattinson because of you know whatever, but honestly I think it looks good, and I I will give Robert Pattinson an honest try. What do you think of some of the villains, like their costumes? I am. A little nervous that they that Matt Reeves has gone a little bit too far into the Christopher Nolan territory of trying to keep everything too realistic. You know, I mean, I did you see the, Did you see the Riddler's costume? Yeah, Jeremy, have you? Isn't it? Uh, doesn't it look like that drawing of the Zodiac where he's got like a thing over his head? Yeah, the, like eyes cut out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. part of part of I mean, obviously, I mean, Batman doesn't have superpowers, but part of what makes Batman fun or comic book movies fun are villains that are crazy and over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, having a Joker like that's where like I didn't really like. I mean, I Joaquin Phoenix did a great job as the Joker, but I didn't like that movie overall. Because it was way too grounded in reality. I like my Jack Nicholson Joker. Crazy, over-the-top, weird makeup, giant fancy purple suits. I want my Michael Keaton Batman with, you know, crazy gadgets. You know, I want, you know, even the Val Kilmer, you know, Riddler with, with you know, Jim Carrey or, or two, you know, Tommy Lee Jones who didn't know he was in a Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the like you said with the Joaquin Phoenix one, like that is a good. He did a really good job portraying him. It's a good standalone. Wouldn't work right. in the in the rest of the DC stuff. No, and I think that movie would have been far more entertaining had it not been called the Joker. Had it just been called like the comedian, or you know, they hadn't tried to make it a a Batman related movie. Like yeah. if it had just been a study and a guy who was crazy or going crazy. You know, but, you know, my problem, well, and it was, you know, as much as I enjoyed the Cruella movie, that's my problem is you're taking some of these villains and you're turning them into like antiheroes almost, or, or, you know, you're sympathizing them way too much where like Cruella DeVille is supposed to be one of the most evil women on the planet. And now you watch the Emma Stone movie 
And you're like, well, I mean, okay, I guess she's not that evil, or she had reasons, you know. Yeah, she she was she was dealt a, a rough hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I can't. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that that Cruella wasn't a good movie. It was. It was fantastic. I mean, Emma Stone did an amazing job. But yeah, I haven't watched Maleficent, but I understand that that's kind of the same concept. Um, where Angelina Jolie kind of humanizes that that character and is like, stop taking the worst villains you have and like humanizing them. Like, leave, let them be villains. Like, like I don't want to see Blofeld get his own movie where we're like, well, you know, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't that bad. Like, yeah. Um, Oh, oh, anyway, there's a reason that I brought the Batman movie up. It is going to be a true test of patience. The runtime. And I don't think this includes credits. Two hours and 55 minutes. And it's PG-13. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm all right <laughs> with the PG-13 thing. But they got to cut that down by like half an hour i will say that that is is uh it's going to be a uh an endurance uh test of patience of, of that movie um test the bladder strength test of bladder strength um start training same, your bladder now jeremy <laughs> but at the same time i'm going to be the person who is going to say the following statement a movie needs to be as long as a movie needs to be. Like, I do not buy into the theory that, like, certain directors that are where this podcast are big fans of will say it has to be 90 minutes or less. I think. No, that's for getting you, your pizza. I think if you if you arbitrarily stick to it, it can't be longer than this number. You end up cutting a lot of good material out or important material out. And, and you make a, a movie that maybe isn't as good. I've, because there are some long, like, all right, the Spider Man movie, No Way Home, the one that just came out, was two and a half hours, 240. Did, did, it, did it feel like that, though? No, it didn't. Okay. Because that's mean, also one of the big things. There's some movies that feel like they're long. Right. I love the Lord of the Rings movies, but I easily think that you could cut giant chunks of those movies out and still make them really good they feel like three-hour movies at certain points like you know or uh, the one movie that i can go to is uh good bad and the ugly and i know this is an old movie but if have either of you ever watched this movie never seen it i think so there's like 20 minutes at the beginning of the movie or it feels like 20 minutes anyway, where, where a guy has a, has a, a rifle with a scope on it. He's, he's tracking a guy across the field and then just tracks, 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 and then finally shoots him. And the, nothing really comes of it. Like the entire, like entire scene doesn't really play out at all in the rest of the movie. Is it just showing how good he is at tracking? How good he is at shooting? 
okay, great. You couldn't do that in less than less time. Like you could have cut that scene down to like 45 seconds. (laughs) I mean, the good, good and the bad and the ugly is a great movie, but there's, there's entire parts of that movie where like I could edit what I think it's close to a three hour movie. I could be wrong. I just, I know it's a longer runtime movie where you could cut a good half hour to 45 minutes of that movie. If you just tightened a lot of stuff up and like, so I do, I do wonder, I mean, I, it is, I mean, if I go see the Batman and I, I leave going, Oh wow, that was three hours. Huh? Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it was worth it. But at the same time where it's like, uh, you know, don't, don't make a movie three hours just because you feel like you can get away with it. Yeah. yeah. Just cause you, just cause you can. Right then, the last little bit that I have here. Um, so the musical artist Sia. Are, are we familiar with her? Is that uh, the blonde, weird hair? Yeah, the one, the one who had like four or five albums out, and then when she got popular, all of a sudden had to go out in public wearing a wig because she didn't want people to see her face, yeah. even though like. <laughs> I already had multiple albums with her face on them. <laughs> Classic. Um, she directed a movie last year or the year just recently called Music. Okay. In which she hired an actress by the name of Maddie Ziegler to play a little autistic girl who, who I guess was supposed to be nonverbal, but it, like it was about how music education and music therapy can really help uh, uh, people who have various different mental uh, I don't want to use the word disorder but that's the only word that's coming to mind mental and issues is the right struggles mental struggles but like you know you know people who are aff- afflicted with with uh, autism can really uh, music therapy is is a very interesting study and something that I don't think people have talked about enough can really go a long way to help people who, uh, well, there was a story I just heard recently. You remember in the last 10 years or so, uh, Christina Giffords, that Senator in Arizona who got shot, she was doing a, a she was doing a speech in Arizona uh, and some guy came out of the crowd and shot her, uh, shot her in the head, shot her in the head, actually. Um, they used music therapy and used it in a way because they were like, well, basically like she's never going to walk again or she's never going to be able to do hardly anything ever again. And, and some occupational therapist who had used music came in and trained and started working with her and it reactivated parts of her brain and got her back to where she's actually like, I want to say she's even still a Senator. Wow. But if not, if not, like, I mean, it, it saved her to the point where like, she's, you know, basically fully functioning. Like, um, so music, music therapy, if used by people who know what they're doing in in the right way, it's it's actually a fascinating thing. And so Sia made this movie, but Maddie Ziegler is not autistic. Okay. So, and so heaven forbid that we hire an actor to be an actor. Right. And people freaked out and started screaming and, and, and and were protesting the movie 
um, and how dare you and blah, 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 to the point where Sia actually became uh, suicidal. All right. Because, because so much criticism was being leveled at her for how, how dare she cast a, a non-autistic actor to play an autistic role. Well, I think she's being a little dramatic. I mean, probably, yeah. I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not trying to make I mean, a lie. Well, I am, but... But I mean, I mean, when you... She had to expect some kind of flack for it, though. That's just the way... That's the world we live in. Right. But I mean, I... There was a movie that ended up not getting made where Scarlett Johansson had been uh, cast to play a transgender uh, role mm-hmm. and everybody flipped out about it to the point where, like, how dare you try to cast somebody who's not transgendered in a transgender role. And and when they flipped out so heavy and so hard and pros started doing this, Scarlett Johansson dropped out of the role. She's like, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm just, I, I'm not like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And in, instead the producers of the movie were like, Okay, well then the movie's done now. Like we're we're just not gonna make it. So instead of more, making more movie, because of the protesters or because they lost Scarlet? Well, because they couldn't because at that point now they oh, couldn't so it's hire because them. they lost Scarlet. They lost Jackson. Scar Joe. <laughs> yeah. That was a God. large part of it. But I mean this let's movie's think gonna about make it. so much money with her in it. She's out. Oh nuts. it's gonna <laughs> suck now. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean well, first off, a movie like that is not going to be seen if you don't put Scarlett Johansson in it. Like, you put Scarlett Johansson in it, it's not going to sell a lot of tickets at the theater. It's just not. That kind of movie's not going to sell that many no. tickets at the theater. It's music, not really a, a streaming movie. Music didn't music didn't make didn't light the box office on fire either. But it's not the kind of movie that is going to light the box office on fire. It's the kind of movie that you said you're right. It's meant for streaming. But it, you put Scarlett Johansson in it, you're automatically going to get a lot of people who are like, okay, I'll watch this. Yeah. Where if you put a nobody in it, you're going to severely limit the amount of people who are going to watch it. Where um, do we draw the line with who can be cast as what? What about a person with Down syndrome? Oh, hey, look at that. I think... <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, I just got distracted by the Kansas City game. I think a fan just got tackled on the field. Um, <laughs> oh, yikes! Uh, I think I think that's why the camera is outside of the stands right now. Anyway, um, I it's a sli- it's a it's a fine line. There's there's clearly, you know, there's clearly needs to be a point where I mean, because I want to make the joke of like, hey, you know that. Uh, Jason Momoa doesn't really have uh, uh, aquatic powers. He can't uh-huh. really talk to fish. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he can, though. He'd be like, hey, yeah. fish, come here. And they'll just be like, Whoop. You know, the the guy who plays Flash, uh, Grant Gustin, the guy who plays Flash on TV, isn't really super fast in real life. I'm just, you know, I don't want don't to mm-hmm. burst your bubble. Uh, uh-huh. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have a suit that flies and shoots missiles. Probably does. Yeah, not that we know of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go down a list of people with afflictions. You tell me 
<laughs> what we can and what we can't. Right. Well, that's the Person thing. that's like, deaf. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you if you have a list like that, you severely limit who you can cast in certain movies or certain things. And at the end of the day, none of these people are who they say they are. It's acting. Like, it's acting. We hire these people because they are actors. I let them into my home and I trusted them. <laughs> I mean, you know, Chris Evans wasn't really Captain America, right? You know? Um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I think maybe when it comes to, like, real life characters, you should try to keep, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a slippery slope, but you know, person in a wheelchair definitely can be played by a person, a non wheelchair person. I'd right. say, cause they've, they've done that. Uh, yeah. Was that Brian Cranston? Yeah. And, uh, that dude who played Stephen Hawking. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's it's really a slippery slope that if you sit here and dogmatically say, if you're not gay, you cannot play a gay actor mm-hmm. or, you know, a gay role. If you're not transgendered, you cannot play a transgendered role. You get to the point where it's like if you aren't in a wheelchair, you can't play a role. that's you know, you can't be somebody in a wheelchair or. You know, if you aren't like, because I mean, I, uh, when people, when Ruby Rose got cast as Batwoman, mm-hmm. everybody was like, well, she's the wrong kind of lesbian. What does what that the, even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, people were super mad about Ruby Rose getting casted because, you know, at the end of it, it was like, you know, she wasn't, it's like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you can't, like, because at some point you're, you're going to so narrow these things down that, like, nobody's going to be able to play the role because you don't have an actor who is mm-hmm. uh, gay, Jewish, black, and uh, speaks Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should just get a computer generated AI to fill the roles that they need from now on. And, and then you can't only get have, mad. And then only have the computer do the voice because yeah. <laughs> heaven forbid, because, you know, if you tried to hire some like, you know, just voice work actors that, oh, well, they didn't, you know, because, yeah. you know, yeah. we get the whole Simpsons controversy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the solution should just be to ignore these fucking assholes, all these whitey bitches. Yeah. I, do, I care. Do, do what you want to do, and people don't want to watch it, they won't watch it. All right. Well, then, I guess let's end the episode like we always end the episode. We, uh, are we going to acknowledge the uh, celebrity obituary portion of the week? Uh, probably should. Probably should, uh, yeah. They were I mean, a couple thought, icons. Yeah. Louis, Louis, Louis Anderson, I feel like, was a lot worse for me than Meatloaf. Meatloaf was a lot worse for me. Oh, Jeremy, whose death is more tragic? You're the, decide, you're, you're, the deciding, you're the deciding vote. I'll go meatloaf. I mean, I really enjoyed some meatloaf. of his work. Yeah. I mean, outside of Fight Club and like, you know, a couple of songs, like, he I don't was, really. I thought he was awesome in the Tenacious D movie. Yeah. Uh, 
Rocky even the Horror short... Pi- Ro- Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, with like his album, I because I wrote some of this down because I was looking up his album stuff. He had the Bad Out of Hell trilogy, which came out in 77, 93, and 2006. Yeah. So there's a big gap between all of them. Uh, the, between those three albums, he sold more than 65 million copies worldwide. Wow. Uh, the first album was on the charts for over nine years and, and still sells 200,000 copies annually. And that album came out in 77. How many times do you think people have rebought that album? Several. Because, like, at some point, like, doesn't everybody just have it? Like, <laughs> uh, he had uh, 12 total albums come out between 77 and 2016. And then, yeah, he started getting into the movies in 62. Until about 2014, when he stopped doing movies, TV he did from 78 to 2018. No major TV roles, he just kind of made like little guest appearances. But yeah, he did Rocky Horror Picture Show, he was in Wayne's World, Spice World, Fight Club, Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say it wasn't tragic, I'm just saying like. I think in in my world, Louis Anderson was was I mean with life life with Louis, Family Feud, Baskets, yeah, Baskets, that was such a good show. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. You would enjoy it. Yeah, you would enjoy Baskets. Zach Galifianakis is like a professionally trained clown, and he comes to America and he gets a job as a circus clown. Okay, or as a, as a rodeo clown. So he's yeah. out there doing like classic clown stuff. Nice. And, Louis, and Louis Anderson plays his mom. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I'll check um, that out. And he I actually Louis Anderson actually won an Emmy for that role. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't realize he he wrote four books too. I mean, and on top of that, I mean, his stand-up was actually really funny. Hmm. But yeah. uh yeah. He wrote he wrote the four books, uh Dear Dad, Letters from an Adult Child, Goodbye Jumbo, Hello Cruel World, which is a self-help book for those who struggle with self-esteem issues, Hmm. Uh, The F Word, How to Survive Your Family, 49 Family Survival Tips, and his last one in 2018 was, Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too. Nice. That's interesting. Uh, I looked up some stuff on those. On that. All right. Well, from now on, you get to be the death reporter. Uh, <laughs> I said we needed one this year. This year's just taking them all. Yeah, um, it's been busy this year so far. It's only January. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was the last week in January pretty much already. This month's almost over. I was like, holy yeah. crap. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I kind right. of completely uh, lost a week there, so I definitely yeah. feel that. Me, me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't lose a week, but uh, oh, you have no excuses then. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, um, 
I was going to ask if you guys consumed any media this week, but uh, uh, we get kind of we're kind of getting a little, you know long in the tooth here. So yeah, yeah, I feel like there's also other things going on that are right. So um, <laughs> both all three of us. So, <laughs> so if you uh, well, you know what, America stupid never walks alone. If you <laughs> if you are the uh, Packers team special coordinator. Mm-hmm. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes and VCRs and video rental stores? Is the thought of an other 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? If you want to go back to school, back to the future, or even back to the beach, then the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast is for you. I'm Tim Williams, the creator and host, and on each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host as we revisit a different 80s flick to discuss our first-time watch memories, iconic scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. New episodes drop every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast.